I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power 365 show, where I interview staff at Microsoft across the Power Platform and Dynamics 365 technology stack. I hope you'll find this podcast educational and inspire you to do more with this great technology. Now, let's get on with the show. In this episode, we'll be discussing the Dataverse. Today's guest is from Washington in the US. He works as a director of product management at Microsoft. You can find links to his LinkedIn, Twitter, and any kind of blogs and and content that he has out there in the show notes. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me. Good to have you on. Good to be discussing Dataverse. I think Ryan Jones was the last person many moons ago, maybe three years ago, we we had a discussion on, on Dataverse. That's and awesome. of course, it's a di- it's a different beast. It's grown, and the I think the first question I answer after you know what is Dataverse is uh, what happened to Ryan Jones, and I'm the new Ryan Jones. So <laughs> <laughs> is that is that right? It was so funny because it right. did come it did come up about I don't know maybe two weeks ago on a MVP side channel chat was where's Ryan Jones gone? And I was like, yeah. well, last I saw him, he was in customer data platform. Right. Oh, sorry, customer insights is where he was. And that's where understanding moved to. And that was from MVP Summit conversations with him then. And ironically, my previous role before joining Dataverse was in our insights area, supporting some of the teams like customer insights and some of the industry cloud investments there. So he and I passed like ships in the night. Wow. (laughs) Me to Dataverse and he to the insights world. So go figure, right? (laughs) So some things just popped to mind when, you know, mentioning his name now as, as an, I remember when he first joined the team and he told me some stuff, probably more off record stuff around what he landed in as an, you know, the product had evolved in a very different way pre-James Phillips, as in I'm talking about the Dynamics suite of products. Yeah. And there was kind of like five, I think there were five core messages. And I know one was around stabilizing the platform, high availability. And there were some other things, including the word can of worms that <laughs> needed work on. And so that was three, four years ago, right? And we've seen Yep. Uh, I suppose a lot of people, a lot of companies are now come in and join the platform and be part of it. And I'm always interested in understanding or getting people to that are working with it to how do you articulate the dataverse? How do you talk about it in a non, as in to start with, let's say go non-technical terms from the point of view, people go, oh, is it another database? How do, <laughs> how do you, how do you tell the story of what is the dataverse and why, you know, dynamics uh, power apps, etc., the whole gamut. Why aren't they just built on Azure SQL and you know, uh, or any other high availability storage directly on a data lake or something like that? That's right. Well, I think that that's that's a great question. So maybe the explain like I'm five answer mm-hmm. is that I think of more. I think of Dataverse as yes, it is much more than just a, another SQL database. The way that we think about Dataverse is it is effectively 
Azure in a box, mm-hmm. right? And it's aspiring to bring a low-code data platform to bear in an approachable way. So it's it's as easy as building an Excel table, building kind of related tables together, and building kind of your data model, just like you would do in, say, building a list in SharePoint Online, right? And the key point is that we're doing so by actually leveraging so much more than just Azure SQL. And sure, that's where our roots are. But we have, for example the ability to have essentially a fully scalable data platform where mm. we support relational and non-relational data, images, files, relevant search, or yes, more analytical data on the day lake. That's all behind the scenes. And so we're not just Azure SQL. We're actually, think of all of the Azure data services brought together first and foremost. And, and that is kind of part about being a data platform. But I think the other part of it is the fact that our aspirations are not to build a set of past services that developers can go build their own solutions on top of. Yeah. Um, and if you go try to build an application, a web application or a mobile application on top of Azure Pass, you need more than just storage, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that we also bring those other types of, be it events, business logic, insights, security, extensibility, and ALM. And of course, it's an API tier atop of it. Like we bring those to bear as well as a part of the platform because first and foremost, Dataverse is built on Azure. It is Mm -hmm. built on all these composite technologies. So we aspire to be not just another SQL database, but essentially that full platform for bringing your data and then be able to build kind of interconnected applications and processes atop that, be it through the Power Platform or for Dynamics or, you know, through other means in the, in the, the next three years to come. Right. Yeah. So that was a really long explain five, but effectively, Dataverse is not an Azure SQL database. It's Azure in a box, in other words. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Because, you know, I remember back in the day when we had things on-prem, and uh, so pre-anything online, and back then, you know, you would have to set up a your front-end servers, your back-end servers, your SQL for servers, your exchange servers. There was a lot more than just storage, right? There was a lot more than just the database that you had to line up. There was a whole bunch of other services. And of course, I like the way you describe that. It's Azure really in a box in a, in a highly API-driven consumable way, including right. compute, memory, um, uh, et cetera. And of course, there's multiple storage technologies now used in the platform. There was, when, when that shift happened, when we saw the splitting away of data into things like blob storage and um, Cosmos DB, has there been any more thinking, like, has there been much of an evolution under the hood of what's going on? Like, one of the things that I remember a couple of years ago at a conference hassling Ryan over was when, when are, you know, are you thinking about, how are you thinking about AI at a platform level? Like, is there learning that could happen uh, you know, whether it's design protocols or, or I don't know, like, how do you think, I, I suppose my question was two parts to him. How are you thinking about security at something that would never potentially be surfaced and AI that would potentially even be serviced, but was creating a more robust, intelligent system or um, ecosystem that you've created with the Dataverse? So I think, I think sec- security and AI are both separate yeah. beasts in and of themselves but of course they're they're interconnected so i think if you look at first of all like where dataverse came from right this very operational world 
kind mm. of and AI was very transactional in that, right? AI builder, like yep. kind of like when it was launched, actually it might have been like more like three years ago, yeah. right? It was still it was very much around bringing AI to this transactional business process, right? I want to recognize this form. I want to process this image, right? And and that continues to be the case today. And right, mm-hmm. and the way we brought an AI builder is it's effectively a first party component. It's as it's kind of a composite part of that business process, the same way you would string together, you know, a plug-in call, an extensibility call, a triggering a flow. So it's just kind of part of the platform. Now, where where I think about security and AI going forward, and you mentioned kind of these new storage paradigms. And I think that's where things do become interesting because part about Dataverse living up to its moniker is more than just a SQL database. It has to live up to the fact that it's more about just, you know, highly normalized relational models of data based on SQL. And we leverage Cosmos DB when we want to optimize for certain types of workloads and certain types of high performance lookups, right? We want to leverage the appropriate search capabilities at cognitive search underneath behind the scenes when we want to index things based off of certain types of query patterns, right? We want to use ADLS and data lake technologies for more analytical scenarios, right? And so I think the point I'm getting to is that Dataverse is expanding to these other storage technologies, right? And the way we build on the current extensibility paradigms, right? the types of capabilities and take AI as an example, how does it plug into kind of a real-time or even an event streaming type of workload that we pull together? How do you bring AI to an analytical space where data is not as highly normalized? It's in star schema. It's at a different scale. And this is on the forefront of our thinking right now. And I'll give you one example that one of the scenarios we're we're doing right now, and although it's not, it's I think it's on our release notes, is the fact that um, we'll be supporting essentially seamless archival of data from our operational store to mm-hmm. our cold storage. So mm-hmm. da- every Dataverse environment now comes with essentially data lake technology, right? And what you'll be seeing kind of this fall is the fact that you can set up archival policies for your environment to start moving that data. It's still there, right? Yeah. It's good, but it's going to be moving from that kind of hot storage of SQL mm-hmm. to the colder storage of data lake underneath the covers. And guess what? We're going to bring compute like Synapse to bear to your same app, your same APIs that that's still going to be honored. That same security for your mm-hmm, operational mm-hmm. scenarios are going to be honored. But we're we're moving things to a different place, right? And number one, that's part powerful to live up to the data platform moniker versus just the SQL database moniker. But then the fact that that data can also be made available in that kind of more file-based paradigm, now we're thinking about how do we bring new AI paradigms to bear? Because you can store more data in data lake. You can bring together more, more interconnected data together to run kind of new types of AI models. This is what you see, for example, a lot of customers doing even with Synapse Link of Dataverse, but they drop that data into to Synapse. They they have pipelines <coughs> to bring together their the rest of their their data together from their enterprise to or- orchestrate, you know, new insights, new features, you know, AML workloads, Synapse Spark type of workloads, right? And they're doing that today, leveraging kind of like past technology. But what if you could do that within Dataverse? And that's certainly on that's on our mind as we kind of expand the technologies. How do we bring more value to bear? 
over time, if that makes sense. So it's obviously getting, you know, when you, you say Azure in a box, it's definitely starting to consume a lot of the other services available in Azure. Is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but is the BizApps team, which have a lot of it is underpinned with Dataverse, is it the biggest consumer of Azure nowadays? I think there's talk now, of it. It depends on which meter you're looking at. I think we're certainly up there, if not the highest, in terms of uh, Azure SQL. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the compute uh, paradigms were certainly up there. And um, growing in Cosmos DB, growing in ADLS, and growing in some of the, and, and if you look at like Azure Cognitive Search, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if we're the number, number one vendor in all of those, but we are absolutely growing. And I'd say probably holistically, we're probably up there for some of the most Azure consumed revenue of any kind of ISV out there. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and like, it, I think it's the best way of explaining kind of why Dataverse is because we aspire to bring the value of what you would have to compile on your own with those re- requisite technologies. And we're trying to bring those to bear in a load code way so that you can accelerate your own development and not have to manage all those pieces yourself. Yeah. You know, if we look at the origins of where Dataverse came from, there would have been choices made back then in architecture around field types. And mm-hmm. I was on another call with somebody around the tool to migrate Azure, sorry, migrate access, access-based databases into yeah. the environment. And there was there was some limitation around, uh, it might have been floating point, is it, that there's different size between the way access and and Mm -hmm. Dataverse treat it? When you think of, are there any things that you think that at some point you're going to need to tackle around what's legacy that is not either, well, your telemetry will tell you if it's not being used, I suppose it's an easier decision. But around perhaps not what's legacy, but what's, what are you thinking about new? What should, what should be additive because of the way the world has changed, whether we're getting closer to things like quantum computing and things like that? Like the, we know so much more than we did 18 years ago when I first started with, you know, dynamics. The world, the technology's advanced so much. So when you're looking at that and, and, and data structures, what, what are you thinking? To me, I think, I don't actually think of it as in terms of kind of like a data type for a column. Mm-hmm. I actually think, to me, I think part of the revolution that's coming is that there's a couple of things that are going on. And I think Dataverse is kind of at the center of it. I think number one, there's just, I think that people believe that, oh, because we have cloud that, for example, every every company has been fully has realized their digital transformation. Yeah. And far from it. I mean, we far from I think realize the amount of data that even had kind of moves from on-prem to the, the cloud. Right. Um, and I think there's a second thing, which is that I think that there are other essentially paradigms of data that we've only yet to really tackle and bring into kind of even just thinking around like more line of business type scenarios. Like Mm -hmm. we haven't yet realized what it means to stream video, right. And have that, have that be interconnected and trigger workflows, right. Like we, we can't even like, uh, to be honest with you, we're having trouble just like streaming events Mm -hmm. from a website Mm -hmm. and to be able to act on them. Right. Because if you look at like, you know, there's so much uh, structure and value to, kind of a common CRM record, you know, and there's so much rich semantics around it and the, and the, and the, the 
onus you're taking on the person entering it. And you can take real clear action on that. But the same cannot be said for a stream of data coming yeah. in for a particular process. Less can be said around a stream of bytes about a bunch of images coming in. And so mm. to me, like that is one thing that not only like just the historical operational data, all of that has yet to be digitized, let alone these new streams of data, which are much less rich, but will be much more higher in volume. And that to me is, I think, the the kind of next horizon that business apps and I think a lot of cloud technologies and cloud data have to figure out how we're going to tackle. And to me, AI, to go back to your previous conversation, is part of that because how else are you going to build a business process around a stream of event data or a stream of video if there's not something automatically kind of deriving some meaning or semantics around it mm, 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 that you can tie essentially a process to, right? It's not really that possible. And so I think there's so much, to me, that's really, really interesting. And it's kind of like that next horizon of data scale um, that we have to figure out, right? And and the good news is that there's a bunch of really smart people in Azure building past technologies. There's a bunch of people in the industry pushing the needle on that. And so um, I'm confident that Maybe not quite as far out as quantum computing, but just talking about like bringing more data in through different paradigms. I am confident that like that is very much in the in our wheelhouse in the next next three years to go and start to realize some of those so scenarios within even within the realm of dataverse. I think. Nice, nice. Tell us about Turnkey Insights. What are you thinking there? I mean. When I think turnkey insights, I ask the question, what's the last time that you've shipped an end-to-end business process without a report in it, Mm, right? mm, mm. When's the last time someone's looked at that report and not asked a question, right? And how how hard was it when you asked that question? How much work was it to go like add that back, right? And then my last question would be, once you have that insights, didn't you ask like, hey, why isn't that back in my source system for me to act upon in a Mm. meaningful way, right? And so to me, it's just... The more scenarios I see brought to the platform, and I think a great example of them was uh, at Lumen Field, which is uh, one of the stadiums here in the Puget Sound area. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were doing vaccine management, they, they chose the power platform, right? And so they were literally doing you know, registrations on a portal, that data mm-hmm. flowing into Dataverse, people having running power apps on tablets, checking people in. And, and there was an operational report in Power BI connected to Dataverse right there, tracking everything, tracking inventory, mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm. processes. And so like to me, like in a, nut, in a nutshell, Turnkey Insights is about you can't have an end-to-end solution that's really complete these days that doesn't have analytics and visualizations that are part of that. And we can do so much more than just, in my mind, build a bunch of reports and statements on top of our data. Like we can actually derive insights and add a lot on top of that. And to me, that's really what it's a part of because I just think it's just an inherent part of any composite solution that customers end up piecing together. And we should make much more turnkey within the platform today. And that is some area that we're trying to actively invest in. I like it. You mentioned healthcare there as in with the COVID scenario, um, uh, you know, uh, building apps out and uh, the data sitting um, within Dataverse. Tell me about Mm -hmm. some other industries that you're seeing without mentioning names, like really embrace the technology like that of that you're like, wow, you're pushing the limits. We love this. Well, 
you know, I don't, I don't even have to not name names because like the, the cool thing is um, Microsoft has the industry clouds, right? And it's, it's really part and parcel with the way that Microsoft sells one Microsoft to customers, right? And there is a cloud cloud for healthcare. There is a cloud for, uh, for retail. There is a cloud for sustainability, right? There is a cloud for financial services. And guess what? They're all built on, they're all built on dynamic SaaS, which are built on Dataverse, right? Yeah. And yeah. the way that they go and go to market is is they go with the market with these applications that are built on the platform, and they they are able to customize and tailor them, even within those industries, to the workloads of the customers, right? And that's the power of the platform, right? And so, like, I don't have to go too far. I can name names because it is a core part of the way that Microsoft lands that one Microsoft vision with our cloud strategy. And actually there's, um, if you do get another person on your podcast, you should uh, try to get some other Corey Sanders or someone for that team, nice. because, you know, he's helping lead that strategy for with, within kind of Scott Goo's organization right now um, for how we're really going after those kind of industry plays. I like it. I don't know. In your role, I know other people in your, in your team does. Uh, well, you'd go out and meet with some clients from time to time, right? You mm -hmm. might be involved in some executive briefings uh, and such. What do you do when a CTO says to you, so tell us about the limitations? Like, you know, just like a job interview, you'd say, so what are, you not, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? That type of thing? What are the things that you, how do you explain limitations with the technology? Well, so like, maybe I'll give you a couple examples, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, if you take kind of like the four tenets of like what we aspire to be, like what do we think makes Dataverse unique, right? Mm -hmm. They are as follows. We, you know, we we believe that we have the potential to be kind of as easy as Excel, but connected yeah. to your full enterprise data. We believe that we can accelerate your development by bringing the power of Azure in like low-code functional language, like server-side language. We believe we bring all the, we bring enterprise-grade security and compliance that you've already implemented within your trusted clouds. We believe that we're this planet scale data platform that does has no limits, right? Mm, these mm. are these four tenants. But I would say that like, look, yeah, we aspire to be as easy, right? But it's still too hard today, right? And customers, it the activation energy is too much. People, people are able to figure it out, right? But it's because, and once they see that value, they keep building on it but it is too hard, right? It is not approachable enough, right? Like we do bring the power of Azure to bear, but there's still too much pro code. There's too much in JavaScript. There's too much in in in, in plugins that are full mm -hmm. code, right? You know, we do bring the power of those hundreds of hours that customers spent configuring security and compliance for M365 and Azure. And we bring that to bear, but... It's not turnkey, right? You do have to configure more controls. You do have to understand kind of our security concerns. We don't do enough by default, right? And we aspire to be this planet scale data platform, but there are still limits today, right? We're still proving that out, right? Like many customers have to kind of like, like even delete or build their own archival solutions today, right? In order to not hit some of those limits. And we know that. So like what I would say is that, look, like, we are heads and tails where we were three years ago when this face was that of Ryan Jones and there was yeah. red hair here. Okay. <laughs> and so we have advanced every single one of these kind of value props. Like we've shipped better maker experiences. There is more that's easier. That's brought to power effects and easier to build on. There is so much more you get out of box in terms of security and our limits have gone up probably tenfold since then, but we have a long way to go.
right? Is basically what I would say. Um, and and that's why like we're at, like we have a core product team. This is core to the biz app strategy. This is like like in, in my mind, if we achieve kind of like the goals that Charles has set forward for kind of his organization, right? Mm-hmm. Like the universe has to grow. We have to scale to the next scale of workloads and yeah. the next order of magnitudes of customers in order for us to be successful. And we will. I'm very confident in that. I like it. It's been very interesting discussion with you, uh, James. I've enjoyed it. Is there any final um, things that are top of mind that you'd like to say before I let you go? Well, I think number one, I'd like to hear from the New Zealand community around both why Dataverse and why not Dataverse, right? And so I think the feedback from the community, right, is golden and treasure, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we do believe we have something here and we do believe we have a long way to go. And so please give us that feedback. You know, what we were joking before the podcast started, which is maybe I won't be able to get out to New Zealand, but if there are opportunities or user groups to come in and hear that feedback, I am game and my team are game um, because we think we have something special here. We think that D- Microsoft has something special here with the power platform, with d- dynamics, with the platform that kind of spans it all. And so, you know, if you're interested, if you're building on top of it, if you couldn't build something, let us know. Let me know. I'm really interested to hear that feedback because we oh, have to like it. We have to figure it out in my mind. <laughs> well, the Azure data center is open in New Zealand about mid next year. And of course, <laughs> you know, once the M365 ah. workloads are moved in and, uh, and stabilized, of course, Dynamics will be a short step behind and Dataverse and everything power plat. So maybe right. you should come for the big uh, launch um, party that I'm sure is going to happen once we've got our own data centers in country. <laughs> What do they do instead of breaking champagne? Do they like break a dev box or a Man, storage? I would hope it's still, I'd hope it's still champagne. <laughs> Fair enough. Even though it's not Fair a enough. ship, but it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Anyhow, thanks, James. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the MZ365 guy. If there's a guest you'd like to see on the show from Microsoft, please message me on LinkedIn. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. How will you create on the power platform today? Ciao.